breached the Black Helpline. The revolution will not be televised. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Black Helpline, everybody. Black Helpline in the house, motherfuckers. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yep. Getting sick of this shit. <laughs> Look, sick of what shit? Sick of, sick of this shit around us. Every day, every fucking day, something new. <laughs> well, today, the latest though, today my brother just came on and told, told me that Trump actually had the audacity to get on fucking TV and say that more white people are being killed by police than black people. Oh, yeah. Well, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just sitting there like, man, I'm just going to turn this motherfucker off because it's making my fucking hairline shrink. You know, your hairline, your hairline huh? <laughs> <laughs> that shit, man. Got the hair on your balls. <laughs> <laughs> what hair on my balls? I ain't got oh, no hair oh, on my balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TMI. <laughs> <laughs> you get old, that shit gets coarse. <laughs> oh man, talk about rug burn, huh? <laughs> no shit, you know, or like rug wrap. Gotta have the right underwear, man. That's all. No shit. Cooling. So you thought the two of you went commando. Yeah, I, I can't go commando. My jeans are too tight. Uh, I can't fucking do that. <laughs> you want a little moose knuckle poking out. <laughs> oh, no, man. I like my oh. gay friends, but not like that. I don't want them to be like, hey. <laughs> no, I'm a loose cannon, man, so I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway. I'm Tricky, I'm Tricky Mickey. I'm malcontent. I'm Big Jerry. He got it back. He got it back. I've been working it out. Um. So anyway, y'all, all this shit that's been going on, we still got shit going on, man. But man, we got, we got, we got, we got the the council culture. We got right now. We got an encampment thing going on in town that's getting a little, you know. If you ask certain people, it's out of control. If you ask regular people, it's just it's just people trying to get it, get their shit together, you know. We'll see on that first. Encampment or cancel? Cancel culture. Whichever one. Who's the, latest, who's the latest person to be canceled? Say what? Who's the latest person to be canceled? It's it was a brother. brother. Who? Uh, Nick Cannon. Oh yeah, yeah, what man. What happened? He was uh, he's he's had a podcast. Uh, that and one. a show. Yeah, that was on the Viacom network, you know, CBS. And I guess he had Professor Griff on there. Always a good move. And he was talking about the Semites and how, you know, it's just like those street preachers that you see that are arguing, they say they're the original Israelites. Right. And so he came up and said, you know, we are the, we, we can't be anti-Semitic because we are the original Semites. Right. And of course, everybody, and he's, you know, went on, a, who's, who's owning the company and the Jews and you know they're not gonna put up with that. Well, and they basically canned his ass off of all, everything. Canceled. And no, they can't. His ass can't canceled by or, him. A week or two prior, he was on a, a group where he said, "Yeah, there's too much of this cancel culture. We want 
uh, maybe it should be council culture. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he needs well, he's gonna he's gonna sue for his job. Then. He got he got canceled by his own by his own people because first of all, you can't you know it's it's great to have that point of view whatever you whatever you feel like the first people or whatever. I never really fell into that bullshit, but um, when you talk bad about Jewish people on a corporate level when you're an entertainer. They own every fucking thing. What the fucking thing's gonna happen. He entertains at their pleasure, dude. Exactly. So. Exactly. He's shucking and jiving at their pleasure. And to say that kind of shit is fucked up. But the kind of the kind of council culture that I've been experiencing that I've been seeing is a council culture based on businesses. Now you can have the council culture based on these large corporations, et cetera, et cetera. They're not going to really lose much money if a, a, a third of their constituencies don't buy their food, okay? But the backlash, the, the problem with this council culture, there's, a, there's pros and cons to everything. But from my point of view, the, the problem with so much council culture, because we have young people who've never been represented properly, and this is what they have to fall back on um, when, when all this, you know, when, when, when our lives are, aren't chic anymore. Um, and it's not trending, um, they are canceling things that will ultimately, in my opinion, hurt them in the long run. Because if uh, you- Let me name some, of the, name some of the things that have been canceled. Well, I'm just talking about when, I'm just generalizing it's, because- like when Boycotts. Stuff boycott, like with the boycotts and stuff of businesses because people didn't get their way because Yelp didn't, didn't get their message across. So they go to social media and say, this person or this business did me this way. But when you, when you let council culture roll over into small businesses and into the communities that support those small businesses and those small businesses actually employ those people who can, uh, cannot otherwise be employed because of lack of education, because education is expensive in America or lack of skill set, these small businesses actually are the places that employ these people. So if you, if you allow people to go after small businesses constantly because they were dissatisfied with the service, anything outside of a bad review can be damaging because when that business closes, guess what? Those people who couldn't afford college, like most of us couldn't, um, end up losing their jobs and their livelihoods because small businesses are the backbone of this country that employ the people that cannot afford to get higher education. Right. You know? So you can get that skill set in. So council culture, ultimately will end up backfiring on these young people on the young culture that are actually doing it at the moment. And if that could happen to me or you, Big Germ, you know, in a heartbeat, if somebody doesn't agree with our services, you know? So yeah. bending over backwards and kissing ass, it's become the new norm so that you don't end up losing your little, your little you know, pie maker, you know? I don't kiss ass. You, but, don't kiss ass. you know you don't kiss ass. No, I know I don't, but I'm a, I'm good. I'm, my customer service skills are on par with. I would fucking done. love to see your customer service. <laughs> oh, okay. I pay. I pay good money for that myself. <laughs> I just just uh, blind call in. You know, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's hilarious, because you know my brother used to work with Malcontent, and uh, would tell me stories of. Their interactions, which were always pleasant between the two of them, but he'd, he'd tell me some stories about all the shit malcontent would talk. <laughs> you know what? 
I think we're all guilty of a little shit talking, so I'll I'll own my own shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but don't but I mean but that's what I mean about this whole, you know, the overlapping of cancel culture and if you if people aren't careful, they're canceling out their own futures, you know, training and things like that. Because young people right now cannot afford to go to college. So the only the only way they're gonna get these skills that they need, a lot not on not the only way, but one of the biggest ways is to work for small independent businesses. And everybody makes mistakes. You know, so you can't always, uh, and this is beyond Nick Cannon bullshit. Nick Cannon bullshit is corporate media, but I'm talking about small town America. I'm talking, I'm talking about our city and other cities across America where that, that have businesses that employ these people that otherwise wouldn't be able to find a, a decent job, you know? Well, I venture to guess that, I mean, let's, let's be honest about it. Small business has been, has been um, dwindling and declining for quite some time. So even the small businesses that we have now, which are really honestly fair, far and few between, they are so invested in bettering their name that they will almost never take the side of the worker. It will always be the side of the customer or the per person who's complaining or whatever the case yep. may be. Yep. Yep. And but if, but if, they're be, if they're being canceled, if they're being called out or boycotted, even the small ones, then whose side are they going to take? You can't please everybody. Mm -hmm. But I guess what it really comes down to is stand by your principles, stand by what you believe is right, and believe the way that you do will find you because it's your righteous kind of organization. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, I, I, all I know is that. That's good saying it, though. Well, all I know is that if if we if we continue on the path that we're on, we're gonna do good things with, with, uh, with regards to cancel culture, with regards to eye openings and things like that. Because like, I, like, like we've discussed in the past, this is not our problem anymore. And, and if those are the one thing, if, that, if that's the one thing, if that's part of um, the one thing that young people can actually do that actually makes an impact, because let's be frank, the last two generations have been ignored, okay? And if that's, if that's one of the things they can do, along with other things like protesting and things like that and making their voices heard while they have this, this idle time, then so be it. But caution, I feel like caution has to be taken when it, when it comes to that because you are, you are literally fucking with your, with your neighbor's livelihood a lot of the times. Not every time. I'm not talking about fucking Taco Bell and McDonald's and all that shit. I'm talking about plain and simple brick and mortar mom and pop shit that people don't have enough room on Yelp to bitch about, you know? And, um, and it can be damaging, you know? One review can really ruin a business and can, and can snowball. <clears throat> They're doing it via Google now, too. They are. They are yeah. doing it via Google. Oh. Yeah, it's just fucked cool. up because that's where people go to, to look for out, yeah. yeah, and if you put them high up, too, you know, there's that review right there. I mean, if I got a bad review on my for my business, it's right there in Google because my rank I pay for my rankings. So if there's a bad review, somebody's gonna see that right away. And what happens when you see a bad review? You typically just scroll on by, you know. I make sure all my clients one don't have access to Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Or they don't know what Google is. You know, I just say go go use Alta Vista. Alta Vista. Yeah. Oh, you, just aged, you just aged yourself. Oh, boy. 
Might as well just start mentioning Dogpile. You know, the thing with, with, um, with online reviews is it doesn't prevent me from using the service or going to the restaurant or whatever the case may be, unless there's 5,000 that all basically say the same thing. Exactly. I, you know, I mean, if I can't, if I can't make up my own freaking mind about something, then there's something wrong with me. Go check it out. But, if you want to check it out, fucking check it out. Sometimes those people <laughs> gang up. They say, hey, man, why don't you get on this review with me? And then that's your five. Just because one person's fucking mad. That's right. sheep mentality. And I'm not right. about that kind of shit. Okay. And I don't think either one of you is either. No. No, because if if we're if we're if, if people are gonna actually like purposely listen to they someone you what what negative reviews before they, they scroll through, I mean, I don't know, man. It's hard because young people don't know much enough yet to not rely on each other's opinions about things. Um, we were the same way. You have to know, you have to rely, you rely on your friends' opinions about things so that you make a uh, a conscious decision based on a group. At our age, we don't do that anymore because we're grown ass people. You know, if Big Germ doesn't like doesn't like a restaurant, I'm not gonna not go there because he had a bad experience. I'm going there because I want to see what it's gonna be like for me. Right. You know? right. But young people don't do that. Young people are a collective now. They were we were a collective when we were young, and they are more of a collective because they have technology helping them be connected. And, and collectively biased, if they're going to be that way. Well, that's too bad for them. But it's a good thing that we have the Black Helpline to to do what? To help those, help those who don't, who don't know. know. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And when you when you go into this council culture thing, it, it, it reverberates back to certain things like homelessness, you know? And then we end up in these situations where we have, like we have across the country, like these encampments that are going on right now. Because no matter how people lost their way or lost their jobs or whatever, they're still in that position. And that is not to be messed with or, or tickled with or, or abused because everyone has a reason for where they are when they're there, you know? More so now way more so now. I mean, especially in our city where lots of people have been displaced and we are seeing it every day, you know? Where are we seeing, where we seeing it? <clears throat> We're seeing it all over. I mean, there's people, there's people, we, first of all, we have the, the Powderhorn encampment, but then little, little do people know that camping has started all over the city. I'm on Boom Island over here. And there are people right along the Plymouth Avenue bridge, like right below that, along the Mississippi too now. <coughs> and, go pardon ahead. me? Sorry, go ahead. But no, but I'm saying is those people are there and it's, and it's not, I, you know, without trying to, without having, a, without sounding bias, there's certain demographics in certain parts of town that decide to camp in those certain parts of town, okay? Um, homelessness is homelessness as far as I'm concerned. I've been homeless before, three times in fact. Most people don't know that. But mine wasn't because of drugs or alcohol or anything. Mine was completely mental. But a lot of what I see is abuse, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, mental abuse, things like that. And those things cause homelessness. You know, number one cause of homelessness is mental illness. Um, 
people think it's drugs and alcohol. It's not. It's mental illness. And when I, when I, what, like what you were saying, Tricky, earlier, when I listen to stories or, or read stories on, on so-called uh, unbiased um, sources like NPR and things like that, I, can't, I tend to get a little upset because you're not giving people the, the, the respect and the right they, that they have to actually be a human being. You know, when you dissolve their situation into a, a headline. Right, but I mean, so there's, there's always the, let's be compassionate. There's always the, why isn't our government taking care of people? And then there's how much do we as individual human beings have to pony up. And so I was reading this thing on a friend's Facebook page where this person has people living basically in her backyard. And I can't imagine how frustrating that must be. I can yeah, imagine probably. that you yeah. want to help people and that you want to be there for people, but I can also imagine the other side of the coin, which is how frustrating that must be for you to have people basically living in your backyard. So at what point does the government come in and go, okay, we need, of course, this government, the one that we're living in currently, can do shit and we know it, but at what point do you have to say, okay, I need to stop being an individual and start thinking about myself? I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is at what point does the sympathy stop for the other people because you need to take care of yourself? Well, and that's- They're now stopping at the park board because they're moving them up. No, the park board is independent of every other organization in this in this city. Yeah, they're okay. they're moving out the people in power. And then and then, but but my my only problem is, where the fuck are they going? Right, we're moving them to where? Are they, they coming are, to here? Are they coming to your neighborhood, Big Germ? Are they coming to they your? Are, they neighborhood? are looking. Listen, they are looking at empty spaces to put people you know, empty spaces. That's what they say. They don't qualify anything. They just say, they're looking for empty spaces. I'm trying to find out, um, my, my cousin is the uh, fucking superintendent of parks. Uh, I'm trying to find out where they're trying to move these guys. These people, empty space, that term empty spaces sounds pretty generic because I can look out my back window and see a fucking empty space. Well, they might be there. <laughs> you look twice and they'll show up. And if they and if they were, I would be fine with that. If not for some of the issues that well, well the trigger the trigger, uh, sorry for the word, but it's true is that people have been shot. Yes. There have been like three sex sexual assaults. Yes. In Potter. And that's that gets on their radar, you know. And somebody oh. did die too, I believe. Well, you know, just even just even discussing that, discussing that, and thinking about <clears throat> when they were all at the hotel, there were a lot of people at the hotel. Close that shit. There were there was conflicting stories of why they were let go. But I'm gonna tell you something, and I don't give a shit if anybody doesn't believe this. When you fucking help somebody and you give them a structure to live in, they're the partying and the and the, and the and the liquor bottles and the needles laying on the ground and stuff like that after they left. That stuff actually, it might be a minority that are doing this, but just like anything else, the minority rules the majority. You know, I mean. Well, what's what stopped it too is that they couldn't afford the security for it. You know, 
for a while they had the cops doing it, then you know the cops had to move out. Then they had to get private security, and they're like, we can't afford this. So my thing is, if even if, if if people are truly needy, you won't need much security because they're grateful if they're truly needy. That's all I'm they're, saying. They were having too many problems, and it was too hard during a pandemic to monitor the comings and goings of people. You know, because right. they don't want to check, and they don't have. Some of them don't even have ID or anything, you know. So, well, well, when we were when we were just um, talking about this, you know, there's always differences of of opinion about why you shouldn't shouldn't help people. And when when the media places bias just to run a story, I get I don't I not only get confused, I get frustrated because I'm like, who is, whose side are you on, you know? At, at the behest of other people, I, you know, and it, it, it's getting really frustrating because when the, when the message gets lost in translation, especially when it's media mistranslation, then we got a bigger problem because what else has been lost in translation? What else is coded in a certain way that it makes people feel comfortable versus telling people the fucking truth, you know, because we all know the media is coded as fuck. You know, and when I when I went to look at the encampments, I mean, of course, we're all going to have natural biases, right? My natural bias leads me to believe that a lot of the people from the from the oil fields up in North Dakota are here, you know, and there are a lot because that shit slowed down like six months ago. Yeah, well, the demand was, you know, it was almost nothing during the pandemic because nobody was using fucking oil. Exactly. But you know, also part of it is there are opportunists and there's a, a pandemic going on. So people don't feel safe in the fucking, in the shelters anyway. You know, that's right. been many of the stories I've been hearing. It's like, I don't want to go to shelter because I may get COVID. All right. That too. Exactly. Exactly. Tricky. That is another big problem we have. No one wants to go to the shelters. I wouldn't want to fucking go, you know, and I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I've done a very, very good job of, being healthy and isolating, but I wouldn't want to go to a shelter either during this time, especially when you know that there are not only unsavory types there, but there are also people who you don't know where they came from. You know, you don't know. Well, where they came from. You don't want to go to hospitals. No, I don't. I, look, if I unless I unless I can fucking like like stitch myself up, I ain't going to the fucking hospital. You know, I went and got my COVID test a few days ago. I'm fine, but. That was the only, that was as close as I came to a fucking hospital. Somebody See, coming up and like sticking a, a thing in my nose. I got you know? the COVID test before uh, Memorial Day. Never got the results. What? They did that whole fucking lineup in the uh, at the armory. Uh, armory, yeah, northeast. And they said, okay, you give them all your info, and you never got. It. I went to Pilot City, man. I went to Pilot City over north. Oh, yeah. You know, where the black folks go. You should go where black people go, dude. Yeah, dude. My, my grandfather was a janitor there for 25 years. Dude. What haven't your fucking family worked or dipped their shit into? Man, we've been here for a while. No shit, he really? Just got here. I couldn't just tell. Just Fuck. Fucking homeless place. <laughs> but I'm just saying, though, so I want to ask you, Tricky, um, 
what did you think about how NPR um, portrayed the situation going on in our park? Oh my God, I really am so tired of the White Tears radio station. <laughs> it's just like, everything is either cloaked in racism or, finally, what was it that they came out with yesterday? Um, racism is some sort of uh, national disease or some shit like that. Oh, a health, a health, health crisis. Okay, health crisis. And to me, it was that, that was like the city, like the Minnesota Department of Health in the city. They're they're the ones saying that shit. I just think that NPR and NPR are lame. Uh, there's no other word that I really have for them except no. I've not I've not been a fan of that for quite nope. a while. I, every now and then I turn it on to, to to listen to certain shows, but I watch the schedule online so I know what's on because I can't stand some of their hosts. I can't even stand the sound of their voice. Some of them. You know, it's it's white. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's just straight up armchair dissident. Like that's where you go to get your news. And great, fine. You know what? At least I'll give them that. I feel like they're a little less biased than others. Well, they put they put international news segment on there. Dude, so dude. Hey, hey guys, that's armchair privilege one on one. Right. Exactly. All that is. That's just like that's just that's no different. That's not much different, rather than listening to some moron on social media have its opinion and, and try to act, try to sound like a fucking expert because he makes a long fucking paragraph about it, you know? But telling, telling people how you, like the media telling people outside of this city what's going on in this city, it's really kind of fucking me up because you don't live here. The people who are on NPR probably don't live the 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 mini the minnesota portion of this probably don't even live in minneapolis okay i can guarantee you um well there's stations in fucking st paul right i know but i i can guarantee you they don't live even in st paul you know one of the suburbs columbia heights they live in ramsey county i know that much but I could tell you one person in particular with the with the initials NW. I can't. I have to turn it off every time I hear that voice, because her 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 slight with the way she says things about. And I heard what you were talking about, Tricky, and I heard her were talking about it. I was like, I can't even listen to this woman talk about this anymore, because the way she's describing it sounds like a, a like a liberal dog whistle, you know. And I'm not down with dog whistling. Well, I'm impressed that they've impressed, and I use that term very loosely, that they've hired a black, what a, a new black CEO or a president or whatever he's going to be for NPR. So maybe there'll be some institutional change. But, you know, I'm, I get real sick and tired of people trying to represent a side when they've never lived that side. And so That's it's just what I'm talking about. I just I have a real hard time with that kind of shit. Like I worked for a newspaper here in town. I'll I'll keep it nameless for a very short period of time. And I know part of the reason I was brought on staff was because I was the only person of color on the staff, you know, even just as an intern and they needed to diversify. And I thought, you know, how are you as a fairly well-known local publication, how are you getting through this, trying to talk about, you know, controversial subjects without any any other opinions, any other people coming in and trying to give their, their take on the situation. 
And I think that's what NPR is. It's like, they're trying to talk about things that they can intellectualize, but they can't, or theorize about, but they can't necessarily understand because they didn't live it. They can't relate. Exactly. No, no, and they can't relate in that, you know, when we have, and we, we've all seen this and we've all been going through this, where we're always represented by the loudest voices, but those voices right now need to be loud for their own safety because like we said in last week's episode, these folks are shook. And trying oh. to speak for me, trying to speak for me is a bad idea because you don't know where I actually stand. I might hate half these black people out here trying to fucking get by. You don't know that though. But to, to say that if they look at people like us three and think, if somebody ever told us, oh, you guys are the poster child for, for, for the struggle and you guys are articulate and everything, like, we still got to go back to last year's episodes where we always said that it doesn't matter how articulate we are or anything like that. We're either too white or we're too black, okay? And these liberal media outlets who are using us as, talk, as talking points, it's not any different, you know? And it still pisses me off. That well, they're you know. Well, I mean, that's, you know, I get it. I get that we're pissed off. But at the same time, what can we do to affect change? I mean, I don't want to just sit here and be a, I don't want to be a bitch, like a, a, a bitch session podcast. I would also like to try to help change shit. Oh, no. And that's exactly what I want to do as well. And this is why when people ask me, White people ask me, especially right now, there's a lot of questions, and I'm sure you've, you both have gotten these too from my white peers, or, I, or as I call them, my secondary peers, about what they can do, you know? Because <laughs> I call it that. I fucking call it that too. They can eat my ass. Um, what, I, what I'm saying is, is that they ask what they can do, and I said the first thing you can do, the most important thing you can do for us is listen. Yep. Listen. Don't talk so fucking much and listen, because we got something to say. But actually, actually listen and hear us, not just do the, the head nodding and like, yeah, 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 yeah. And don't- why not, listen, why not just fucking confront them? I mean, they've got a call and they've got writing. You can write, email, whatever. Fucking, they, you know, just say you're gonna show up and inspect their public file and leave something at the desk. You know? Well, they have their public file. They use social media for that because until until our, our 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 peer our peers our secondary peers learn how to actually address what's going on in their nation in their world we don't have much to say to them except for guiding them through the baby steps that it takes to become a true activist you know on the part of black people but that's you know? a double-edged thing in terms of us trying to survive as well as teach and motivate and help but how many choices do we have? How many what? We don't have a lot of choices around that, though. You know? My choice is just to leave. I'm leaving. Well, I'm leaving, too, because we're all getting too old for this shit, so. Oh, gosh, you guys. There you go. Here we go. Your yeah. kids are going to college, so you can leave, too, big germ. You know you can. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? That's right. My because you, don't, you got two black friends who's, who's going to be living in other countries you can come visit. Yeah, I can visit, but I'm not going to fucking live there. All right. It's okay I to be. Until, until, until all of my kids are done with college, you know, I, I got to stick around. 
I just I just wish that that people instead of taking the talking points and the things that we tell them would use it instead of using it for talking points on social media and actually take it to take it to the streets. That's all, you know, because I like I said before, I'm fucking tired. I don't know about you two. But I'm exhausted from being black in this country, and I just yep. want to relax. Isn't there a, a black-owned or radio station that just opened up or something? Anybody hear about that? No, no. I okay. all I know is that we got we still got Kmart, and that's it. Yeah, there's that. But I mean, it's commercial radio. Yeah. Well, we'll have to find out though. That's for sure. Yeah, there's something still in. Yeah, like, let's talk about that. One of the things I want to do is I was I was I was asked about this yesterday about our podcast. I want to bring a white activist on, okay? Having having a white activist on the show as a guest so we can see their point of view versus what we are seeing and seeing what they're seeing. And I'm talking about somebody who's out there in the streets, you know, daily. Who's at the memorial? Not, not one of these Facebook activists. Huh? Not one of those fucking Facebook activists. No, 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 no. I'm that's why I said one one that's actually out in the streets. This somebody, person somebody fucking said I don't understand what's going on in the black community. Well, what was white chick? You know? I was like, the fuck are you talking about? What you what you mean she don't understand what's going on? She she, she was because you know, obviously she's from Bender, yada yada. And I said, Well, you know, a lot of people getting shot and killed, you know. Um, she's like, You don't understand social worker. And I actually had a social worker come on and say, I'm not a fucking first responder. You know, people don't, this is Facebook shit. I'll shut up. Oh, Facebook and NPR can both kiss my ass here in 2020. In fact, the entire Same here. can Same kiss here. my ass. I'm done. I'm done. In fact, you know what? We're kind of done too. We're running out of time. Well, we'll figure it out. Let's Whatever bring on that white activist. I want to hear, I want to hear what they have to say. No, we got. I'm gonna have him on. I'm gonna have him on. I'm gonna reach out to him, and maybe in two or three weeks we can have him on. Well, actually, I want to have him on as early as maybe next week or the week week after that. So right. we'll, I'll, I'll work it out. I'll get it. I'll get it done, and I'll introduce you guys to him, and we'll get that done. So do so. Our audience, so you people out there, so that you don't know, you don't think that we're biased. We're gonna bring other people in who know what's going on in their world. Yeah. What about, very, it's what very important to have balance. We need to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'm Tricky Mickey. I'm malcontent. I'm Big Germ. Thank you. That just sounded like a fart in the wind at any rate. <laughs> oh. I can edit that shit out too. Your shit. I love you guys. And until next week. Thank you for listening to the Black Helpline. We'll see you next time.